Welcome to Messages to Humanity with Marcus Ajapu. The harms of social media are generated from how they make us start to follow people. It gets a lot of focusing on what has started to become false gods. Social media has brought us to a position of a continuous number game, a totem pole mindset that isn't constructive long term, but that's what follower accounts let us do, compare ourselves to others. What has become a hindrance is how follower accounts are conflated with self-worth and how others view people in a group. If the metric of a person's quality is something as unsubstantial and fickle as follower accounts, is the value system of a society good to embrace? I understand an algorithm viewing people as just a number. Algorithms don't have humanity. But to see middle schoolers viewing classmates primarily off of follower counts, that is a concerning development. There's also the dissolution of the purpose of spaces. With COVID, the bedroom or living room for many students has become the classroom. This is recent, but it's become apparent ever since social media came to the world that we eventually lost solitude. Continuous, constant connection is what social media has allowed, and it's a state that isn't natural for humans. It becomes tiring, even for extroverts. It's like we lost a safe space. Sure, we have universities and workspaces that create safe spaces, but we've lost the one that would have been provided by our home or a sanctuary space a person made, whether it was church, a library, outdoors, or whatever healthy or unhealthy spaces people use. This is now coming to impact the space between our ears. People care about what others think of them. When it's limited, then that's fine. Problems in the social sphere of your school in the past would have been contained within your school and nearby community if it got really bad, but now it can expand into your school district and lead to harassment from people who you don't even know. We've evolved to care about what our community thinks, but our community was related to us through kinship, either through bloodline or proximity. But now we consider the thoughts of people an ocean away. I'm glad I didn't go through puberty in such a precarious time. With all of the priorities teenagers have, or young adults have, it's hard to really balance that out in a natural state where you're just caring about the opinions of those in your street. But now, when you have to consider the opinions and thoughts of people that you don't know, people who don't know you, you're in completely different time zones, completely different situations, it ends up becoming very suffocating. To prioritize the opinions of many means you don't have a focus, and a person without focus will always be ineffective compared to someone with a central focus. Social bonds are a question of depth, opposed to amount, but social media is in the quest for profit. The quality of communication isn't important to apps, the amount of communication is. Money has taken precedence over morality. For me, there's been a time where I valued money more than health. It started as something I was going to tolerate short-term, hopefully just a month, but the amount of time I found myself rationalizing putting school efforts and financial efforts above health, health decisions increased, and I came to find myself worse for wear in some ways. I relinquished my humanity for the sake of numbers. In this sense, I'm talking about income.
There's so much in life that we can't calculate or put a number onto, but social media and just a lot of this metric-based living, it's causing us to try and put a value, a number on next to anything, but so much of what we value cannot be calculated in any fashion. What has been worse is the way people are chasing a mystical thing called clout. The Urban Dictionary definition of clout is being famous and having influence. To fast-track this process, people learn dances on TikTok, and there's been a trend of participating in challenges, some of which are lethal, like the Benadryl challenge. Attention-seeking can be healthy, but social media amplifies it to a magnitude where vulnerable people are pushed to do stupid things that are more drastic than times of the past. At least I would hope so. I don't really think there was any drive in, like, the 1980s to take an over-the-counter medication and try and hallucinate and then videotape yourself or have other people watch you just for enjoyment. I... I can't find any track in history of that being a thing. Sure, there was the Salem witch trials, which might have occurred over moldy bread, but that was because people were afraid. It wasn't to try and entertain other people. So this entertainment persona we're putting ourselves in, again, just vulnerable teenagers or vulnerable people in general, they're put to try and force themselves onto a world stage and it's sadly a situation where a lot of people don't care not about your long-term health or your short-term health the fact that over 58 people have died from the benadryl challenge shows how we're trying people are trying to thrust themselves onto a world stage for a viewership that just doesn't care people are in a hurry to grow up and here we may have an answer to why the mental health of people with access to social media has been declining on average. Americans and other technologically developed nations have the most leisure time of prior generations. And all that time for fun isn't leading to happiness. A contributor to the problem is how removed from life we have gotten. Things are, when things are mundane, it's possible to get bored. And when especially when there's no challenge. When I was in Kenya, being bored never occurred. Part of that was thanks to the fact I had to fetch water. I had to help my family and earn my portion of food at the end of the day. At least that's what my parents told me when I was a kid. But now, here in a nation that developed in the technological sense, teens are anxious and depressed. How does anxiety get so bad in a place where there aren't parasitic worms lurking in the soil or mosquitoes carrying diseases that can cause your red blood cells to explode? I don't know the answer, but part of it in my experience has been realized that the solution was coming back to myself and to nature. We have brought the external public world into our homes and the consequences of that can't be fully measured. But, as with all problems, it isn't too late. This can be your first day following a path more conducive to a good life. I don't know all the answers, but something that helped me is picking goals that were just for me and doing things that made me grateful for my past self. If you don't make your bed in the morning, that can be a great start, since you'll get to start your day with a 
task accomplished and you can finish your day knowing that the person you were in the morning did something for the person you are now. As people, we all have an inherent worth. Any app that makes you feel less than that has too much control. Unplug and reconnect with life. In the next episode, I'm going to start covering the United Nations and their interesting agenda for 2030. I hope you enjoy it, and I wish you to have a great day.